Hey everyone out there, this is Chris, the voice of By Gods and Kings, and I want to welcome you to Beyond the Veil. In this episode, we're going to discuss what's happened in the Thera Ascension so far, as well as some of the other aspects that have happened behind the scenes, and what's going to happen in the future. We're also going to try and give you a little bit of context as to what you've been reading and what you've been listening to, so that you can have a bit more understanding of the lore and the story. So to start with, to explain what is Beyond the Veil. Well, Beyond the Veil is going to come out when we are halfway through a release and toward the end of a release, maybe even after the release, before another release comes out. We want to use these as a way to give you context as to what we're trying to show you so that you can see what we're thinking. In the past, there are things that I've seen personally where... I see something or I read something and I think I'm, I'm seeing it, but I would really like a little bit of context. And Dunai is such a vast world that a little bit of context can go a long way. So that being said, this is about giving you guys, the audience, an opportunity to hear from me, one of the main writers. You'll hear from Drew. You'll hear from some of the other people who are about this project so you can kind of see where we're going and what we're thinking. So to start with some of the context, the first thing is about the timeline. Many of you who have reached out to me or Drew or any of the other guys have said, hey, well, how is this related to the tabletop that you guys have on the website, bygodsandkings.com? And my answer is always the same, and we've tried to give the same answer, all of us. If you go to the Annals of Jurelius, this is there. This is all history but we're trying to convey it in a much more pleasant and cinematic manner. Being able to read what's on the website on the Annals of Drillius is one thing, but to be able to listen to how a story is unfolding, especially when it's about Nathair, is something that we really wanted to convey. We really wanted to bring this to your ears to give the people who've been loyal to us, who have really been pushing us on, to give them a little bit of context. To give them a little more. And that's what this is about. Um, so in terms of like the story and whatnot, this is happening in one of the most important events in the history of Dunai. After the creation of the world by the 11 celestial beings, this is probably the next most important event that happens because of how it shapes the world. As you saw in chapter 3, when... At the very end, and I'm sorry if I'm spoiling this, hopefully if you're here, you've listened to the works. If not, I apologize for the spoilers. Then you listen to how Brile fell, was sunk into the sea by Xylene. That is an incredibly important moment in Dunai because it reshapes how a lot of the world works. Before, the gods could come and go as they pleased. Now, they weren't allowed to live on Dunai. That had been struck long ago, shortly after the creation of Dunai, with the exception of Malarus being allowed to live in Brile in his palace, because he had a mortal wife who ended up becoming a god-touched. But that's another story for another day. This moment in Dunai's history, though, settles on to when... The gods were no longer allowed to come and go as they please onto Dunai. Before they could simply walk out into Dunai and talk to one of their followers, 
Now they could not after Brawl was sunk because Vestia stepped in and said, this has went too far. So we chose this part of the story because of just how important it is to shaping the future of Dunai. Now there are other events that are going to happen that really shift things and shape the world, but we're going to get to those as we get to them. This is the most important because it really changed the power structure from that of the gods completely controlling the world to one where man has actually has a a say in the matter. This is when Shorek will become a power. This is when Tirdret will really become a power. This is when Merdul, which was already a power, will become more of one. Power will be centralized with man here, and this is why we chose this moment. Plus, on top of that, a lot of things happened at this moment, and that's why we, we chose this point in time. So now that we've gotten that out of the way, the second thing that I wanted to get into today was the God Touched. Now, in the tabletop version, we don't get into God Touched very much because it's, it's at a point in time where the God Touched really aren't as influential as they once were. But in this period, they are very influential and they are very powerful. So when you hear God Touched, immediately you have to think of the structure in which the gods operate. Normally, it would be the god is at the top of a pyramid where the high priest, a singular human being, is beneath him, followed up by a few abbots, and then followed up by more priests. And then, of course, you're your baseline followers and whatnot. And the power and knowledge amongst them is, is, goes down in a pyramid as such. A god touched is an offshoot. The god touch does not answer to a high priest. The god touch only answers to a god, but they also follow a certain set of rules. A god touch's soul, for example, is bound to deny, so they are immortal. However, they have to serve a god. And so you'll hear me refer to true god touched. A true god touched is a god touched who still serves the god that granted them the god touch status. Ebelus, who you heard in chapter 4, is a true god touched. He is a god touched servant of Vesia, one of two. He is also despite answer any questions that people are going to have, he is the strongest God-touched in Dunai. He is the Alpha God-touched. Now, a God-touched can also change their allegiance, so long as they are still serving a master. But they can only serve one other master. Gervania is an example of that, as we got into in Chapter 4. Whereas she was originally granted her status by Valkus, she became a God-touched servant of Malaris. So she possesses the power of both of them, which makes her very, very lethal. So when Dielis is super afraid of her, he has a right to be. She could end him in an instance and not look back. A third god touch that was mentioned that you're, you didn't see in chapter 4 is Judica, And he is a true god touch of Nerilil. And he has a very compelling story because his god died. So he's not serving anyone. He is a walking loophole. But that's part of how the fabric of Dunai is woven. So without getting into all of the details, there are a lot of God touched in Dunai. There are a lot more priests. There are only so many high priests, so many abbots. But there are God touched there. Most of them, the majority of them, are actually servants of Valkus. 
Um, Phalaris has a single God touched. Dahar does not have a single true God touched. Um, Darien has six God touched that we know of so far that we have disclosed. Malaris has several. So be aware that God touched exist in Dunai. And as we go further with this story, you're going to hear more and more about them. And you're going to learn a lot more, especially as we get into some of the future works, which we're going to cover next. So as we come to the conclusion of this episode of Beyond the Veil, the final part we're going to talk about is what's coming up. What do we have for you to look forward to in our works now, while we have a bunch of works in development, they're outlined, they're being written, they're still in the phase where they're still a few months out. However, there are three works in particular that we know we're going to have to you within the next couple of months, one of which coming in the next couple of weeks. The work that's coming in the next couple of weeks is called Whisperleaf, and it is about Drusilla Whisperleaf. She is a true God-touched of Phalaris, and it is about her story of how things go off the rails for her. Um, I don't want to get too much into the plot and whatnot. There'll be a, a preview blurb coming in the next week or two, but it's one that I'm really looking forward to. It's probably one of my favorite stories within By Gods and Kings, and she is one of my favorite characters. The second work, which is a much shorter work than Nathair and Drusilla as well, is it's a book that's already been released. You can buy it on Amazon. It's by Megan Sharp. It's called The Demise of the Sun God. And it is about Zalara the Seraphim and his quest in Salaria to deal with Nerilil, the goddess of illumination. Now, um, I'm going to backtrack just a smidge. All of these stories take place at the same time, roughly. They all take place around when the Thayer Ascension takes place. Um, so with that in mind, know that the Zalar book, The Demise of the Sun God, which again has already been released, you can purchase it on Amazon, is it's out there. Um, it takes place at the same time. That brings me to the third work, which takes place... At the same time, in fact, it actually takes place during the Thera Ascension. Um, it is called Shadow's Bastion, and it is about the creation of the Sunshire Stockade. In that, you're going to see what Nathair saw in Chapter 3. You're going to see it take, take part from the other side. You're going to see the creation. Uh, you're going to see the six God-touched of Darien there. You're going to see the God-touched of Searia. You're going to see the single God-touched... Of Talgis that is there. I don't know if you guys heard that, but I am recording this in a thunderstorm, and that was thunder. My mic clearly just picked it up. My apologies. Um, but in conclusion, we've got several other works coming out. Um, we there's one in particular about the descent of Brile, which is going to focus on Gervania, who you met in Chapter Four of Nathar Ascension. So going forward, we've got several works lined up to go through the summer months and hopefully more works coming as the year toils on um, we're not planning on stopping we've enjoyed the feedback we've gotten so far and we're really hoping to grow this a little bit more uh, so once more time by gods and kings is related to a tabletop rpg you can play it at www.bygodsandkings.com 
And we've got more works coming out soon. So I look forward to talking to you guys. Y'all have a great weekend. We look forward to uh, Chapter 5, Nathera Ascension, coming out next week. And uh, we'll see what he gets into next. Thank y'all.